0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the Down Back Drop. I'm your host, Connor Evers. Again, I'm Connor Evers. I'm the director of recruiting for our PGA Golf Manager program here at Methodist University. And I'm also a 2019 graduate of our program as well. Uh, with, With kind of going over some information with our staff, and we wanted to you know, add add some more, a different platform to our program and, and, you know, have some more stories and information to share with prospective students as well as alumni and friends and parents of the program. So we thought it'd be a good opportunity to start a podcast and that's what we're doing. So Again, every single Friday at 9 a.m. we'll be dropping the podcast, if you will. So hence, hence the name of the actual podcast. So um, today we're super excited to have Mr. Jerry Hogg, our past director of our PGA Golf Magic Program, as well as the current director of Emeritus for our program as well. Uh, Mr. Jerry Hogg has been at Methodist for 34 years now and is uh, still active in our program. So I uh, just wanted to thank Mr. Jerry Hogg for coming on. How are you doing today, Mr. Hogg? I'm doing fine. Uh, thank you very much for this opportunity. Of course and you must feel uh, very honored to be on the, the first episode as well probably right? <laughs> it's always fun to be first no matter what you're in you know? Sure, sure absolutely. Completely understand. So let's get into the first questions here. So I guess how did you first get introduced to the game of golf? Uh, it's
1: very interesting Connor. I was a junior in college. I, I went to uh, Elon to play football and and he got injured. And so I uh, had a sweet mate that played golf and a little small guy. I told him I could beat him at anything he did. And he says, well, let's go play golf. <laughs> so I borrowed a set of clubs from somebody, have no clue where they came from. And uh, we went to Shamrock Golf Club and Burlington, North Carolina to play golf. And the first hole was a par five. And, uh, beginner's luck, obviously I made five, he made six. I made some probably off colored comments about, uh, how he played. And, uh, I could told him I could beat him at anything. And, uh, the problem was I shot 126 and he shot 72. So, uh, it's quite interesting how I got started in golf, and uh, even even later that year, I, I was so hooked, I got a student loan and bought a set of golf clubs. So that's how I got in the game. <laughs>
0: that's really cool. So, I guess how how did that transition from you know you starting to just play golf with friends? and then you becoming a PGA member. How, how did that all start? Uh, was there kind of a, a long process for getting into the PGA of America?
1: Well, I uh, went to the University of Tennessee to for my master's degree, and uh, when I finished uh, Tennessee, I took a job at Kennesaw College. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they wanted me to do was to teach golf and I didn't know a whole lot about it, but I'd read a couple of books and thought I was a a rocket scientist. And uh, I had the opportunity to go to a seminar led by Bill Strasbach, Pine Needles Club, in Pinehurst, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And that was when I met Bill and created a lifelong uh, relationship with him Uh, until he passed away several years ago. But Bill, uh, Bill was the one that I met, and I was also teaching uh, swimming and life-saving at the same time. (laughs) And I had a young lady that was in my class that was an excellent swimmer. She was very small, and uh, she could not save you if you were drowning. (laughs) And so I... uh, made the decision that she was going to get a C in the class, not knowing that she was a straight-A student all the way through. And so I got a call from the president, and he wanted me to reconsider the grade, and I uh, hoped my ethics would be the same today. I said no and uh, gave her the C. I came home, told my wife I was going to, quit education and i never go back to education again Called <laughs> Bill Strasbaugh and uh, he says I can help you find a job and hmm. he had three interviews for me in the middle Atlantic section I went to uh, three of them and chose to go to work at Argyle Country Club under the professional at that time was Jimmy Clark so that's how I got started and uh I was uh, at that time. I think I was 26 years old.
0: Wow, very cool. So, when you were 26, wh- when did you first start at Methodist? How did that transition? Obviously, working, um, you know, at your first club, and how-, how did that transition go to Methodist? Well,
1: when I was working at the first club, I uh, I had the. Uh, I worked at Argyle, then I moved over to Lakewood Country Club in Rockville, Maryland, and I, one of the members came to me one day and said, we have an opportunity and would like would you like to become a partner uh, in a uh, venture in West Virginia, and I said let me hear about it, and he explained that uh, I'd be moving up there as the uh, head professional of at Canadian Valley Resorts. Mm-hmm. So with that said, I thought that was a pretty good idea. My wife and I packed up and moved to West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And we'd been there probably two weeks or whatever. And he said, he contacted me and said, what do you think about uh, operating a ski shop? And I'd never skied and I've uh, never had skied still to this day. <laughs> and so we ended up purchasing uh, the ski shop, and about a month after that, he came to me and said, what do you think about, let's uh, take over the, we were offered the opportunity to take over the 450-seat restaurant operation, uh, the golf shop snack bar, the ski shop cafeteria and pub, uh, a, a bar and a snack bar in the main lodge, and it we did that. I'd never uh, been in the food business, and so that was an interesting experience. And that, that's how I ended up uh, in that arena.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then we sold that business in 1984. And uh, I played with my boys for a couple of years, three years to be exact. Mm-hmm. Interviewed at this two or three times. Once for the director's position, they hired Dr. Jim Sutty. Dr. Sutty left. They contacted me before Sutty left and asked me if I was interested in being the golf coach. Mm-hmm. And I interviewed again. And then the third time, they contacted me in 1987 and asked me if I'd be interested in coming back and uh, interviewing again, so I did. I guess the third time was a charm. Uh, they uh, offered me the uh, position.
0: Wow, that's great! I guess third times a charm, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, it always was for me.
0: Right. And once you became the director of the program here at Methodist, you know, what were any goals, or do you have a vision of going into the being being the director of our program?
1: Yes, I did. And when I took the job. The president, Dr. Hendricks, told me, he says, Jerry, we never going to build a golf course. We're never going to have a building to house the program in. Uh, but uh, I promised the students, this is in July now, mm-hmm. that we'd have a putting green for them to putt on. And I uh, said, well, sir, you better write them a letter and tell them you lied because uh, there's no way we'll have a cutting green ready mm. by the time they come to school in August. But I did write down five goals, and I only shared those goals with my wife. Uh, one was uh, I wanted every student to write their resume every semester because when I left college, no one had ever told, helped me. And I even called it a resume. So you can figure what I thought of resumes. I still have my first resume and I wouldn't hire myself if <laughs> I was to look at it. And that was my first goal. My second goal was nobody helped me get a, a job when I graduated from college. So I said, We will make we will get everyone a job that wants to go in the golf business, mm-hmm. regardless of what area they want to go in. So I thought, well, that's two good goals. The third was, the president said we'd never build a golf course, so I thought, I want, we can build a golf course. And, and the fourth was uh, a building to house it in, because he said we'd never have a building. And then was to get accredited by the PGA. Mm-hmm. So after, uh, oh, maybe a couple of years, I went in to see him and I said, we need, uh, students need a lab to play golf, uh, uh, some. And he says, okay, we'll build three holes. And the students designed the first three holes. Then we built a couple more and then another one. And so we eventually got nine holes uh, for a golf course. And then one day he called me into his office and, said to me, he says, Jerry, I think we ought to build nine more halls. Mm. So at that point, we did. And uh, the he and the vice president of business uh, went to the player family, uh, Fayetteville family, and they donated uh, the largest amount of money to build the current building that we all housed in, which is the player center. Mm-hmm. And then, and so I, at that point, I I thought I was doing real good. I, I'd i been there about, oh, five, six years, and we had, we were getting people jobs. We, were, we had a golf course. Uh, uh, some some people would consider it a golf course. Those students in the late 80s and early 90s probably wouldn't consider it much more than a dirt track. But... Uh, <laughs> we thought it was really nice and the other thing was accreditation so in 1989 I started going to PGA meetings and during the open forum I'd always stand up and say you know I'm Jerry Hogg from Methodist College and uh, I'd like to know uh, how we can get accredited well they told me there was a moratorium and They weren't accrediting any schools at that point in time. And there were four schools in America at that point in time. Mississippi State, New Mexico State, Ferris State, and Penn State. And here we were, a little small division three school in Fayetteville, North Carolina. But eventually, the uh, head of education for the PGA visited the school. Mm -hmm. And when they visited the school and looked at the curriculum, we had a... uh, They even modeled their GPTP, a lot of it, after the curriculum we had. And so in 1988, uh, we were uh, accredited uh, by the PGA of America with the help of the president, Will Mann, Mm -hmm. who was from North Carolina. And Will is currently a director of PGM program and is still a leader in helping all the programs across
0: the country. Well that's great. That's good to hear. And obviously you've done a lot for our program and and which which is great. So we're obviously indebted to you as, as alumni as well. So appreciate that. And obviously over 30, 30 years of, of being the director, obviously you've you've seen a lot and been a part of a lot here at Methodist. You know, what was the what was your favorite thing about being the director of our program?
1: I would have to say, kind of, my favorite thing was the relationship uh, that I built with the students,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, helping them with their careers, uh, making decisions right or wrong about uh, what club they should, uh, type of club they should be at. Mm-hmm. And also during that time, uh, earlier in the late 80s, I had the opportunity to uh, meet some people from the Kushnik company and they chose to start visiting Meptus on an annual basis and before we know it uh, knew it we had 28 people working for the Titleist uh, for Joy operation mm. uh, all over the United States so that was beneficial uh, but Just the opportunity to be with students and watch young men and women grow up. There's a huge difference, I think, between the ages of 18 and 22, and uh, I got to witness that. I've said many times, I raised everybody's children but my own, Mm -hmm. and uh, I had a wonderful wife who uh, raised uh, two boys who... uh, both of them were very successful in their career. So blessed more than any one individual should be blessed.
0: Mm, that's, that's great to hear. Um, obviously, you've made a, a kind of a recent transition. So in the August of 2019, you moved from being the director of our program to now director of emeritus. So how that kind of process been for you from changing from that position? And uh, what are your goals now of being director of emeritus for our PGA Golf Manager program?
1: Well, first of all, it was uh, quite an honor for the Board of Trustees to grant me that status. And uh, I have shifted my goal some. The main main one now is to reconnect with this 1,200-plus students that we have that have graduated. So I am in the process of calling every graduate. And getting them to pay it forward uh, financially to the university and our PGM program. And also reconnecting with several uh, parents and friends of the university. So we've it, it's easy to set goals when you have so many successful people out there in the workplace. And having the chance to call them each individually... Uh, laugh and joke about some of the good times and bad times we had <laughs> together and move forward with that uh, sure. I think if I make 20 calls a day I've had a really successful day mm. because everybody wants to talk about what's happening down back what's a golf course like uh, what's new and different and be uh, sure. able to Continue to tell people that every day gets better.
0: Sure, that's great. That's great to hear. Um, obviously, there's with your obviously your your new position here is is connecting with some of our alumni. You know, there's a lot of alumni are probably going to be listening to this podcast. You know, if there's anything you'd like to say to them, <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm I'm only in the letter K, so if I <laughs> haven't called you. It's not because um, uh, you weren't important. It's just that it, I'm slowly going through the alphabet, and, uh, and it's a, a great process. And everyone every I talk to, it, it's just so, it's, it's amazing, really. And it's amazing how many will call me back and say, oh, Mr. Hogg, I have to return your call. And some of them have even said during the call, as soon as I called them and they answered the phone, what did I do wrong? Uh, Because uh, (laughs) we had some good times and bad times during that 30-plus years directing the program. But now I think the key is we
0: have great people still leading the program. Mm, That's great. Good to hear as well. Uh, obviously, with this podcast as well, we're going to be broadcasting it to prospective students as well, and and obviously for them to understand more stories and information regarding our program. Again, from our staff, from our alumni, et cetera. Uh, what would some uh, some be some advice for you to give to prospective students that are looking to get into the golf industry?
1: Uh, I think there's a lot of. Uh, it's not. A, it's it's an absolute perfect time. To get in the golf industry, uh, there's a lot of golf professionals, uh, getting ready to, uh, retire. The COVID, uh, has hurt a lot of people, but it's probably been a blessing. The fact that it's brought so many people back into the game of golf because, uh, you could social distance and still be outside. Mm-hmm. I would tell the students uh, the unique thing about Methodist University. It's a small division three school so you'll have the opportunity to continue playing your sport if you so choose at the collegiate level if you're good enough. I would tell you that uh, down back is uh, a name that our first students gave to the golf management uh, golf course and they'd say I'm just going down back to hit some golf balls and so that the unique thing is we have a 18-hole golf course that is only for the golf management students so they can play it at their leisure there's no tea times so we have an active time program mm-hmm. probably the biggest strength I would tell every uh, prospective student is the strength of our staff. Uh, the number of years they all have—they've been general managers, head professionals, uh, directors of, uh, uh, of uh, golf uh, major golf facilities—and they've stayed. They haven't moved around. You know, we've had. Coach Connolly's been there 35 years. Uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Bruns and Mr. Nchowskis have both been at the university 15 years. Uh, uh, Mr. White, our internship director, has been there uh, oh, probably 15 years. Uh, if you take his uh, role at Kings Grant with Memphis, and Ms. Lee has been at the university 14 years administrative assistant then I have you and Alex uh, Mm -hmm. Connor y'all are young you've only been there a couple years but when you add it all up the the staff is the biggest difference and it's the largest staff of any golf management program
0: that's great so I
1: tell them that is why I would come plus it's really about jobs, jobs, jobs. I'd want parents to hear they're not going to come home and live in the basement. <laughs> they're going to get a job. And uh, statistics show that half of all college graduates go home and uh, live with their parents. That's not the case in our golf management program. And I don't think it ever will be because the current uh, leadership Feels that jobs are, are the most important thing, and they help you get that job. And the internships prepare you for that job. I think that's the unique thing. Plus, I look at you and Alex both; uh, y'all have traveled the world. You know, you know, you look at one of your internships in Ireland, and, and it's just to me amazing where our young men and women have gone. And, uh, I pinch myself when I look at the clubs that we have, head professionals, directors, of golf, general managers, all over this great United States. The one thing mm-hmm. I didn't say that I, I failed to mention, I think mm-hmm. one of the things that we started doing at 1988 was visiting the students while they were on their internship, mm-hmm. and I think that's extremely important, because we'd ask the professional, what can we do to make Memphis better? Mm. And it really helped our program sure. get nationally clean. Mm.
0: That's great to hear. I, I appreciate that. that was. Obviously, you said jobs, 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 and that was the biggest thing of me attending Methodist was I felt that Methodist was more about jobs and job placement, and it was at the the forefront of everything, and that's eventually why I came to the university, and obviously the, the program has given me so many opportunities to, to work in the golf industry at some of the best clubs in the United States, and like you mentioned, I was able to do my last seven-month internship over in Europe and Ireland, and obviously want to give those Opportunities back to students to come. So, absolutely agree with that. Well, I won't give any more, take any more of your time there, Mr. Hogg. I know it's extremely precious. I I really appreciate you being the first guest on the Down Back Drop. Uh, Again, it must be an honor. I appreciate your time.
1: Well, I I really appreciate uh, you giving me this opportunity because to me, uh, I never looked at it as a job. I enjoy it every day. And still am at uh, uh, my age, I guess. Uh, it's still fun to go to work. It's still mm-hmm. fun to meet young men and women and uh, hopefully you have something to uh, pass on to them.
0: Sure. Thank you again, Mr. Hogg. I uh, appreciate you, everyone, for listening to this week's podcast of the Down Back Drop, the first episode. Uh, in the next few weeks, we're going to be updating you with some more episodes from some of our staff, alumni, current students, etc. So we look forward to, you know, dropping those podcasts in the future as well. So appreciate everyone listening, and we will talk to you very soon. If there's any prospective students out there that are listening to this, we would love for you to do a campus visit. You can also reach me at 910-630-7278. Or you can also email me at coevers at methodist.edu, and we can schedule a campus visit for you then. Thank you so much, and have a great day.